It's definitely a Monday episode <laughs> of Bid Nerds, everyone. Welcome. We are off to a late start because Oof. it's Monday. Uh, but hey, we're starting off a great week of Bid Nerds, uh, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on Cars and Bids and Bring a Trailer and maybe some other auction sites as well as they seem to be popping up like dandelions Whoa, yeah. uh, As spring approaches, there will be more auction automotive enthusiast auction sites then i think there will be models of porsche and that's a lot hello everybody my name is john polnick i'm your host i'm coming to you live from the las vegas nevada strip right here in beautiful downtown las vegas along with my partner michael deeb who's coming to you live from san francisco bay where all the fog is at what is up michael deeb how are you Good morning, JP. It is definitely an effing Monday. Mm-hmm. Cheers to wow. that one. Yeah, wow. I could use about eight more cups of coffee to keep this one. Seriously. Uh, late night last night, maybe, right? I don't know. Not mm, even. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, the gizmos. Well, hey, uh, so for those of you who are new to the channel, what we do here is we pick a bunch of cars that we think are interesting. Uh, we take suggestions from the audience, and uh, we talk about those cars that are hitting the auction block today. We talk about cars that are going to sell, or at least they're going to try to sell their auctions are ending within hours of this show the time that we publish this show so we make predictions as to what we think those cars will uh finally what the last bid will what what, what those cars will hammer for uh, yep. and then we keep track of those bids if you uh saw this show maybe in a thumbnail suggestion or something like that you may have seen uh, the thumbnails for a porsche 912 a 1976 oh, yeah. uh car that is that car is going to be auctioning off here in just a couple hours or at least the auction is finishing um um, so stick around for that. But before we get to that car, we're going to talk about last oh. week just a little bit. The last uh, so Friday, we made our predictions for the end of the week, and uh, that was an interesting day. A lot of really cool cars. Uh, how did that work out for us, Michael Deep? Uh, pretty good, actually. You had a you had quite a Friday though, if I remember. I had to catch. I, up. I had a lot of catching up to do. You had a good week. I had a good week, but you yeah. you definitely did some catching up on Friday because, uh, with the exception of one bright spot for me. JP, you got four right on Friday, which was a very strong finish. Uh, I recall clearly I was were... close to some Yahtzees on that one, too. Uh, y- yeah, on the, uh, on the 1987 Porsche 924S. Uh, again, this car was from the Pacific Northwest, which is where mm. you're from. So I yeah. think there's something fishy there. I'm going to I'm gonna have the park ranger give Uh-oh. us a ruling on that one. But you were $76 off of a Yahtzee on that car. Man. I said eight grand. You said seven grand. That car sold for $6,924, which is a very cute ending, 924. Get it? But yeah, um, anyway, the car getting, sold for that. Some, so, see, somebody who was getting cute and they cost me a Yahtzee. Thanks a lot, whoever that was. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, our star car, though, was that JP. Do you remember that, that uh, Mark 183? Uh, rabbit gti the original godfather of the brand Mm -hmm. i mean that car was like a time machine even though it had like i think over a hundred thousand miles it looked just super clean uh all original unmolested and just the silver paint the decals were correct the the wheels were correct the interior looked like it had 30 40 miles on it 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 barely should be where uh super clean car and it brought to me. This is, in fact, it was the only one I won. I said nineteen thousand. You said three thousand. The car sold for nineteen thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Um, so I just avoided a draw with you on that one. The car sold there. Well sold. Well bought. Congratulations to the new owner. Um, we also looked at a ninety-one Volkswagen Vanagon Westphalia. 
And uh, this was interesting. I said 16,000, you said 17,000. This car looked like it was long past due for some uh, service and maintenance. Um, know, cosmetically, it was okay. Uh, but there wasn't any record of like, well, this car's been maintained or upkept or whatever. And a lot of miles, like almost 300,000 miles on a JP. So uh, I, I think you and I were both a little bit surprised. It brought 20 grand. You were closer. Yeah. You won that one. Yeah, that one. And, I mean, you can get a better van again if you just look around. I mean, people say that, you know, it used to be auction sites where you got a deal on cars. But now, I mean, really with Bring a Trailer, it's where you find the car you want. That's the kind of the exactly right. You know, you're yep. not getting a deal on Bring a Trailer. You're probably going to pay the premium of premium, uh, you know, but you're going to maybe save yourself the searching around for something. I mean, but like these are not that hard to find. I don't understand why they're so going for such huge premiums on these auction sites, given that you can go on craigslist anywhere and find one within a few days you're going to find a nicer one than this one that's for sure for a lot less money i mean this car is going to cost whoever bought this another 10 grand in maintenance this thing's yeah. really a problem but eh, right all right it's bummer yeah and yeah. That, i don't know i didn't really like that paint job either i don't know i'm being weird yeah. but yeah. a strange car uh we yeah. talked about the 924 we also looked at a 92 suzuki samurai and uh jp boy man you were all over this i, I mm. said nine thousand bucks um it's just surprising again these cars i think we were saying it's just over seven thousand dollars brand new yeah and um anyway you said 10 and felt and you were clearly stronger on this car than i was and uh and you were right the car brought eleven thousand five hundred again you were closer that was a win for you that one you know it's weird with these with these suzuki's because i'm still you know i i meant to look it up over the weekend i don't think they still, ma I didn't think they still made them in 92. I thought they were replaced with the Suzuki sidekick. They had come out with a newer kind of more nineties one that was a little wider. So it wasn't, you know, so it had a little <laughs> bit more stable track to it because people were complaining, like you said, that they fell over um, because they were trying to drive them like the GTI when it's just a little, right. vehicle. Um, right, right, right. but yeah, uh, you know, and geo, you know, the geo, the, uh, the general motors company had licensed them and made, they had a, they had a version of it called the, I think it was the geo. Really? Track. Yeah, so it was, oh, it was both wow. Suzuki sidekicks. Um, and so yeah. I just thought that it was replaced by then, but maybe that was 93. Um, so I think... I wonder you know, I wonder if they ever had both cars available on the showroom floor at the same time. You they know? may have, and you know, or it may have been like... If they overlapped, over, you know? Overlap for a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they were certainly much more rare by that point. And, but the, the Samurai, way cooler, way better looking than the sidekick. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, sidekick, sidekick was, was all lame, uh, yeah. round in Japanese, yeah, whereas this yeah. this looked like a, a small Jeep or a small like a, a, Land a Geo, a Geo, what is it, a Geo Storm Safari? <laughs> it was awful yeah. looking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, oh, well, well sold. Eleven thousand yeah. five hundred. This car brought five grand more than the original sticker. I, I, you know, that's incredible. Yeah. And back in it, JP in the nineties. You couldn't give these cars away. I mean, like, well, adjusted was, for adjusted for inflation, uh, that's about <laughs> what it was worth, right? I mean, the real right. value of uh, eleven thousand dollars today is about the same as six or seven thousand dollars back then. But but what I'm saying is, and and that's a fair point. That's an absolutely fair point. I'm not trying to steal your point, but like, <laughs> there were the market was flooded with these things, and they had a bad rap. I mean, like they were. I, I just remember them and being. And there was a period of time where these were kind of worthless cars. Yeah. And so, yeah. It, to me, it's very interesting to see again Radwood, the '80s. I mean, I know you watched the Super Bowl, even if you weren't like really into it. Mm -hmm. All of the advertisement had '80s uh, slapback and th you know the yeah. the music yeah, a lot and of stuff. 80s and 80s, a lot of '90s, yeah. a lot of '80s stuff, and and so you know with the with the 
proliferation of uh, Radwood and these sites, these these cars are getting their moment. And now look at this Samurai. I this I would think this result is going to bring a lot of Samurais to the platforms. We'll probably see a few of these get moving forward. Yeah, My I, hope so. I hope there's some clean ones out yeah. there. I mean, like everything else that gets cheap, they get just destroyed. And because you're right, you said it, they used, they disappeared from the landscape after a while because yeah. oh, they man. all just fell apart and whatever. But um, you still pe- you still see people uh, goating them out there on the yeah. uh, off-road cruise but uh, in the in the in the bay area Mm -hmm. these things were like priuses i mean Mm. you were always Mm. behind one and they were slow and Mm. everybody thought they're having a great time and you're like get out of my way you know (laughs) and and then when this one came up i was like god i literally can't remember last time i saw suzuki samurai and they were everywhere and they were all white too it was really funny (laughs) okay (laughs) all right all right moving on what else so what was the last car of the day yeah 2007 BMW Z4M. You and I yeah. both fell in love with this car. It's like we t- we almost one of us almost talked ourselves into buying this yeah. damn thing. Uh, I said 31, which I thought was a lot of money for the car. Uh, you said 33, and this car sold for 35,000, which was uh, well. And and, uh, and I did beautiful. say when we were in, you know, that's like two almost Yahtzees. I got to follow my gut because yeah. I said it, after I said my bet, I'm like, you know what? I'm just betting conservative because I need to catch up and uh, mm-hmm. I need to be tighter and not give you as n- uh, not enough of a spread. But I did say I'm almost positive on the show. Go back and watch. Somebody check for me. I did say this car should be 35 grand, and yeah, enough, it went for yeah. 35 grand. Um, it yeah, sure this, did. This is a cool one. The, it, this uh, the color was beautiful. I mm-hmm. love the wheels that the guy put on there. It's manual, it's rear wheel drive. It's normally aspirated. I mean, yeah. this this might go down as one of the last really good drivers' car BMW ever made, and yeah. yet they're still a little bit under the radar. Maybe not yeah. for long because bidders covered this one. But you know, there you go. Well, you know, uh, that's so a to- good point, D, because like look at the earlier uh, the 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 coupe, the M coupe of the Z3 variety. Mm-hmm. You know, those right. are worth more than these, and they're ugly. Oh man! I mean, I love them, yeah. but they're ugly. They're straight up there. One of the ugliest cars are called Clownchy yeah. for a reason, but they're just awesome shooting, in a certain way. Yeah. Shooting brake, yeah. I mean, shooting brake, yeah. Uh, but the Z. Or M Coupe is one of the coolest looking sports cars maybe of all time. Yeah. And I, man, I just, yeah, I don't know yeah. why they haven't found their place. I, I'm glad they haven't I, yet because I'm going to go get one. Yeah, I worked it out in my head while we were doing our take is that it's got a bunch of crease lines and yet it's still round to the eye. It's a yeah. Chris Bengal did kind of knock it out of the park with that design. Yeah. Uh, anyway, JP, you had a great Friday, four wins to my one, but I had a slightly better week despite your strong finish. We had no draws and no Yahtzees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tallied 12 and I tallied 13. And it's wow, because- I brought it back within one. If yeah, I had just got most... one Yahtzee, I would have uh, evened it up. Yeah. Dang. Dang. Yeah. See, that's I... why doing your homework, kids, makes sense. Because Michael Deeb over there does his homework, and I don't. Yep. I'm a slacker. I just. Yeah, I I was second. very. Uh, I had a fantastic Tuesday. That's my first uh, flush <laughs> first where I sweep. got them all. Yeah. But JP, it's a new weekend. I'll give you. It a is. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll give you a all right. We start over. <laughs> we start from the beginning here. Uh, so, all right, guys. Well, thanks for watching so far. Uh, this episode. This is a uh, you know bid nerds. Don't worry, it's not over. There's still plenty of uh, bid nerds to yeah. go today. Uh, we got to talk about the cars that we've selected for today. I think the first car I'm really stoked about uh, because this is just I love almost everything about this car except maybe the engine. What do you think of this car? Tell us about this car, Michael Deeb. Oh, uh, so I. It, Listen, man, I, <laughs> and Matt Whitesell is going to drive down here and slap me across the face. But I, Matt Whitesell, I, okay, here we go. Yeah, because 
I still understand why anybody would put four cylinders in a Porsche. Like, you know, like if you have a choice in a 914 between a four cylinder and a six cylinder, why would anybody buy the four cylinder? I've now again, I speak as someone who's never owned one, and it's the same thing. Like, when I look at this, I see a 911, and then somebody's like, Oh no, dude, that's a 912. And I'm like, why are we still talking about it then? It doesn't even <laughs> – it's it's somebody stole two of the cylinders. But anyway, what's very interesting, JP, is the uh, original 912 was an economic choice for somebody that couldn't afford the 911 or maybe someone that couldn't insure the 911 because it was a sports car. I imagine the 912s were an economical choice for those two main reasons. Um, they uh, made several different versions of the Coupe and the Targa. Uh, let me see if I can do the math on this again. Whites, I'll come down here and beat me up. It's 67, 68, and maybe 69. Um, and then they stopped wait, wait, doing wait. it. Be- oh yeah, you're right. Yep. And then, and then they started offering the 914, which was a- initially a collaboration with Volkswagen, even though Porsche wound up producing it completely on their own. Um, if my math is correct, me and, and, and correct in 75 was the last year of the 914 and in 76 i think porsche wanted to offer an economic choice so what they decided to do was go back to that original formula and offer four cylinder on the 11 platforms so this is the third year of the mid-year porsche the new uh accordion bumper what we call the g series now but it's the one and only year that this design of the 911 is offered with just cylinders so we're uh, uh what we're showing you out of walnut california is the only version of the 1976 912e so this car is kind of a unicorn the, mm-hmm. the 912 hadn't been around for about five years uh they only did this for one year and and these cars uh because of their low production numbers have become kind of rare and, and kind of their their values are on the rise this car was purchased by the consigner in 2015 he wound up putting in a replacement two liter flat four that is carbureted he rebuilt the original five-speed uh, gearbox, and then he repainted the car in the original shade of uh, signal yellow and kind of refurbished the car and brought it back to life. So what we're looking at here is a refurbished car, but I don't want to say it's restored because they didn't keep the matching numbers motor, which is, I think, going to wind up being a huge mistake in what's going to prevent this particular car, which I think has a lot of eyeball, from reaching the $40,000 range that a refurbished or a restored 912e could potentially bring especially one that's this eye-catching uh, but jp upon closer inspection um i uh maybe the sugar scoops are correct but that side view mirror i'd be willing to bet should be okay so maybe we're losing michael deeb here i'm not hearing him well um, so, okay. So just so, so you guys know the, um, the, so 76 was actually the last year of the 914. So they did sell them at the same time. Um, this being a slick top is pretty cool. I'm not sure if we're still going here. If you're watching this live, we apologize. We are having some technical issues big time. Let's see if switching over and getting out of the video. No, we lost Michael Deeb. 
Let's see if he comes back in. Technical oh, here we difficulties, go. everybody. Sorry, JP. Stand by here. All right, so we're bringing it back. Um, just okay. So I'm going to pick up where Deep left off. Sorry about that, everybody. We Thanks, had a little man. technical. Can problem. you hear me? Uh, I can hear you now. So good, good. Um, the 76, they did make the 914 and 76. So uh, Deep's absolutely right. The 76 um, was the single year for the 912 with the impact bumpers. Um, with that Type 4 engine, it is an odd engine. But uh, our, our friend Bradley Brownell from uh, Jalopnik and a, but you know, he's a, he's a respected journalist. He's all over in the Porsche world. He has a car that looks identical to this one, except right. that it looks like it's been, you know, run through, <laughs> uh, you know, a couple of tornadoes and has not been restored. And I love his car. Uh, but he describes the 912 of this year. Um, uh, it's best. It's it's like someone took a Vanagon and put it in the dryer and it just shrank around that type <laughs> four engine. I mean, it really is uh, like a 1980 <laughs> Volkswagen Vanagon with that boxer engine, um, you know, because they had a bunch of those left over look the thing is about that engine too and this particular configuration um unlike the previous 912s that had type one basically volkswagen type engines um you know the type four engine is a it's, a, it's you know it's that flatter engine everything's kind of more suited for a 911 engine bay which is great which makes sense but be careful when you buy one of these cars the tin that, that surrounds the bottom of the engine that, that kind of separates the air from the engine cabin and the air below. <clears throat> Those tins are impossible to find. Nobody makes them. And if you don't <clears throat> have that tin, the car is going to overheat all the goddamn time. Oh, so wow, it's, really? uh, it's crazy how these 912s being just that one year had some one-off pieces that have now become just absolute unobtainium. Uh, but they really are wow. fun cars. And, uh, you know, no, not a 911. This one I love in this kind of, what you, this is signal orange. It looks like school bus Sig to me. signal signal I mean, yellow signal yellow signal yellow yeah i mean it's just that really rich yellow and it looks fantastic on this car i uh, you know I, uh, go ahead let me just interrupt so bring a trailer calls it signal yellow mm -hmm. but on the certificate of authenticity porsche calls it light yellow eight mm -hmm. uh eight six b6 or something so um anyway that might be up for debate if we have the name of the color wrong it's what bat is is uh suggesting so i'm not sure it looks like a guess on their part yeah. so what a I great really car to do a, i mean if you're gonna do an engine swap why wouldn't you put a two seven in there or something like that or a three liter because it has a Thank slick you. top and it has uh it's oh narrow my god body. i mean this car would be perfect for i mean whatever but a, you know a, okay. a slick top slab sided uh impact bumper car that is a that is a unicorn yeah. sitting there i mean yeah. that's a really cool looking car yeah um yeah, European rear bumperettes would would be the finishing touch on that to give it a really light look. You know, like yeah. it would look really cool. Um, I really do like the eyeball on this car, but the four cylinder, I just, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give any money for it. It's just, I'm not yeah. interested. Well, what do you think someone will give money for it? Because it is this is bid nerds, and we're here to predict what someone else will bid for the car, not what we would pay for the car. That's a, that'd be dumb. That's a really good question. So uh, it's got a few hours to go. It's on 12 bids at just under $26,000, JP. I think this car is still going to bring 30000 But I say that with the caveat that if that wasn't place motor and it looked this good, you're talking thirty nine, maybe $40,000 for this car. But yeah. I think it's going to be held back by the motor swap. Um, and yet it's probably a great driving car. And as such, it's still a great value at thirty grand. Just yeah. 
not for me, not for me personally. I, I just, you know, I've tried to make head, heads or tails with Mondays on these auction sites, particularly bring a trailer. And it's like, sometimes we see Mondays just being a disaster, like things uh-huh. are not bringing any money. And then other times Mondays is like, what is going on in the universe? I mean, did someone, do we need to check the uh, Dow before we look at these things? Do we look at what gold prices are doing? <laughs> I mean, is it just yeah. like, is there an inverse or, you know, I'd love to just like kind of sync those things up and see what, you know, did Bitcoin shoot up over the weekend? So people are like, Oh, I'm going to go buy a 912 uh, or their GameStop stock. I don't know what to think. Um, I, this car is beautiful. I think this is a better engine to put in it than what was in it. But um, you're right. If you're going to do something like this and you're going to make it all pretty, why not make it either original or step up and put a real engine in it? Um, So, but I'm going to say because of the eyeball, I'm going to bet the over. I'm going to give you a little bit of spread. I'm going to say 32. uh, Really? I mean, because, because look at my partner. 911s i mean porsche porsche coupes are just way over they're just something weird is going on with the universe i mean a night if this were a 76 mid-year 911 it would be over 40 uh with oh yeah for sure i mean for sure whereas just a year ago that would be you'd struggle to get 30 for a 911 mid-year so yeah you know Jeez, I mean, it, it, looking this good, I, I'm completely right. You know, I think maybe uh, if it were a mid-year 911 in this good a condition, even if the engine wasn't the original one, a two, if it was just a 27. Yeah. 50? I mean, jeez. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's yeah. So, what, so and JP, at, at, even at your bid, which is higher mm-hmm. than mine, at 32, you could still afford to buy this car and still yeah. go do the engine swap and be a good value. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't surprise you could buy, this car yeah, brought you a little could more money. You absolutely buy a, a two seven for 20 grand and slap it in here for a few grand. Oh, have, for sure. Yeah. Really so, nice I mean, hmm, yeah. yeah, get a three uh, maybe, liter. Maybe we should buy this thing. All right. So Ooh, there yeah. it is. Porsche 912 E 1976. Very unique car. One year. Uh, and uh, good luck to the seller and uh, happy bidding out there, guys. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get to our other cars today we got uh, three or four more cars to talk about and i want to get to right. those uh let's move on what's next okay cars and bids is offering a 2003 bmw m5 this is the last year for the e39 platform so what we're talking about here is uh, a 4.9 liter v8 with a manual six-speed transmission uh normally aspirated this is this is one of bmw's better if not great all-time driver's cars and man they sold a lot of these people were lined up around the block for the entire four or five year run that these cars were on um and they've always actually the the ones that didn't mile out or get banged up held their value pretty well uh spectacular examples of these cars now are bringing you know close to if not more than the original sticker price which is probably not uncommon for some uh the special limited production bmws but it'll be interesting to see what our car brings out of La Cañada, California. This is 126,000 miles, but it's not been damaged. It hasn't been hit. It's just very clean with a few miles on it. And, and it's just a no-nonsense, no-stories offering. Uh, very few modifications, just a few little cosmetic things not even worth mentioning. Uh, this is a bare stock, just perfect example that I imagine has a lot of life in it if you continue the upkeep. So, JP, what do you think? Does the black and black manual M5 do it for you? Or does yeah, that walnut does that walnut wood just send you packing? Uh, you know how much I love that walnut wood, but I don't think they made the uh, brushed aluminum trim in they this did. era. They did they? Did they? Did. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I hope so. That was that the big be, thing. That would look, you could, that would look great. 
Um, I know they it made was. like a carbon fiber one, but you know, look, I love these seats. I love the the kind of like the, the creases, the pleats, or whatever the hell you call them. Uh, yeah. they, go, they look like Darth Vader's uniform or something like that. This is right. such a great driver's car, though. I mean, yeah, so many man. people. I know so many guys. I know at least a couple guys uh, in the era that were like, "Well, you know, now I have kids, so I can't have a two door sports car." Uh, and they convinced the wife to uh, be able to get themselves one of these, so they could uh, have the car seats in the back and then just rip around the canyons on the weekend in this you know mid-sized saloon uh and just have such a great time i mean still one of the greatest driver's cars ever even though it's kind of a big car you know especially for its for its age uh certainly compared to now though i mean uh, you know a five series is as big as you know in a condo building what is going on no. with the interior trim on this thing is has the I don't know. airbag gone off on this thing is that what we're seeing here it doesn't um, mention anything about that you know that is really concerning to me looking at the looking hot at the, weather the car yeah. was in texas most of its life so yeah. maybe it's got that wrinkle you know what we see with these leather dashboards jp mm-hmm. is is that uh, the moisture goes away, the leather starts to grip and crinkle, and yep. it pulls the foam that these things are wrapped around, and they just can't hold up to the heat in the United yep. States. So yeah, maybe that seems to be yep. in pretty decent condition, but not. I mean, but you and I know dashboards a deal breaker. Yeah, dashboards a deal breaker. I would not want because you know the problem is you're looking at if if the back seats are all messed up, who cares? You can't see those. uh, this is what i'm doing i'm driving and if the dashboard's cracked it's right there the whole time it's in my dang face i don't want to see that um everywhere you go you're in a bad mood you're like oh i arrived angry uh, golly so i don't know this car is really great i what's where's the bid at right now where do you think this thing's gonna land it's at seventeen thousand five hundred on 12 bids and it's on cars and bids Mm -hmm. i think this car here's another car that that you know, listen, Doug's lucky he got it, but he's got to bring the money for these cars because I, I, I think he's going to leave money on the table. You know, this yeah. is this should be a thirty thousand dollar car, and my bid, not to spoil the big mm-hmm. surprise, but I'm putting it at like twenty five grand. You know, so yeah. where's it sitting uh, at right now? It's seventeen five, 17, twelve five, bids. Yeah. Yeah, 25 is a long way to go on uh, on cars and bids, but you're right. I mean, that's kind of where it should be. Uh, 125,000 miles. Did it mention, and maybe I'm sorry if I missed it, you said said already, were the Vanos, uh, were those replaced already, uh, the Um, job on these? Let's see. Revised? Yes, uh, yes. It says, um, well, it says from the factory, revised Vanos accumulators and piston rings were fitted starting in early 2000 and automatic headlights were added in 2002 model here so they're talking about the yeah, up, uh, yeah yeah the, they're the, ta- yeah, the the va- yeah <laughs> okay so yeah. here's the thing guys if you if you don't know anything about these if you know anything about a Porsche 911 water pumper the early ones the 996 997 what does everyone say has the IMS been done well if right. you're getting this generation of M5 the question is Vanos just look it up on the interwebs it is up to a $10,000 repair job um, and it can grenade the engine if not taken care of so uh uh, this is that could be a very very big problem at 125,000 miles. That is exactly when it is due. Uh, so if there's no mention of that service being done, then that will hold this car back. Um, and it is because I mean obviously a $10,000 yeah. bill on top of 17.5 puts us in a bad place. At 126,000 miles, which was last December, mm-hmm. um, uh, 20 you know 20, so just a few months ago, they did everything, but they didn't mention that, right? So mm. oil filter, accessory belt, air conditioning, compressor belt, uh, brake lines, brake fluid, alarm hood switch, but that's it. Run they didn't away. do any of the other stuff. 
And the month before it in November at 115,000 miles. So he put in 11,000 miles in one month, uh, valve cover gasket and the rear tires were replaced. And so all that service from last year and they don't mention the Vanos. So that's kind of a bummer. That is a, that is an ominous omission. Uh, it'd be one thing yeah. if they said, Hey, the Vanos has been checked and da 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 and it seems to be fine. Did it, but to just completely avoid the subject is to be yeah. like, no, nothing to see yeah. here. Oh, they didn't ask. Okay, plausible deniability. Uh, that is that seems like an issue to me. Uh, I would not touch this car. Um, I don't so, know if there's any mention of it in the comments. Maybe there is. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I never do my homework, kids. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet the under then and just go. I'm, 19. I'm gonna hmm? 19. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. lower my bid down to 23 because Lowering. of the okay, moment, fair um, the omission. But I'm still they, yeah. you still give me four grand, buddy. You're you're in good shape. So I don't know. I mean, JP. someone might not yeah, know this. Fair. Yeah, I mean, people don't watch. Uh, no. You know, this is this is why you watch bid nerds. Watch yeah. the bid nerds, people. I could have just yeah. saved you ten grand if you're the person we, that might buy this. Yeah, car. we're here to save your life. <laughs> but don't listen to us. Don't take advice from us. No. Certainly, do not take financial advice from us. Yeah. We do not it, know what we're talking about. To be clear, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the per first person in the in the bid nerd audience yeah. to come forward and say he owns an air cooled Porsche and a um, and a BMW wagon and a uh, and, <laughs> and a, and a Jeep Wrangler yeah. and a man. His wife has a van again. <laughs> it might be me, but it's yeah. gonna be pretty funny. Somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, man, I've been listening to you guys for six months, and this is what my garage looks like." And we'll be like, "Oh shit, we, oh, man. we created a monster." Sir. He is financially ruined, <laughs> that poor person. <laughs> yeah. oh, man, totally. do not listen to us. All right, oh, so silly. let's get uh, back to the cars, kids. What, what, uh, okay. What's the next car? We got to move on. All right, JP, we're going big, man. This is the, Ooh, I, I don't. I saw this car and I got really excited. At a Topeka, Kansas. Yes. Is this? How did this vehicle not get used? It's a 1997 Ford wow. F250 HD Super Cab XLT with the venerable 7.3 liter power stroke diesel this is a four by four and it's only got twenty eight thousand original miles jp in 14 years this car has only done two thousand miles a year it literally looks like a brand new truck and what's amazing i'm just gonna to the chase thing was only thirty two thousand dollars brand new 14 years ago and yet our car is sitting at forty three thousand dollars with an hour and a half to go I mean, this is this is from what I understand too. You know, Ford isn't necessarily famous for their diesels, but this diesel that Ford made, I, and again, maybe tell me if I'm wrong if it's another one, but I think it's this diesel that they are famous for. Like this thing will, you can put a million miles on this motor. Am I am I wrong? Isn't that the one that yeah, they I'm made? Yeah, I'm not that's an like, expert on these, that, but absolutely, yeah, yeah the power. I think yeah. this particular diesel, like like guys who are Chevy guys, are like, mm. well. You know, if you really want a deal, go find one of those like early in the century Fords with the diesels. Those are like those things will go forever. I, I it, and I, I might be wrong. I, I'm not a domestic guy, but I think that this one is the unicorn that that Ford got right, um, or they got maybe the power strokes from you know Cummins or something. I'm not sure. It's somebody's it's somebody's diesel, and it's supposed to be bulletproof. So here's the vehicle that will tow your house. It, it, JP, just I, I put a note for you to read. Look at this. Um, 225 horsepower 450 pound foot of torque i mean that is a stump pulling motor if ever there was one uh 
and sky's the limit. I, you know, somebody's going to pay for this because, you know, it's funny. A brand new one's like $80,000 now. You know, they got really it's stupid expensive. True. Yeah. No, yeah. this truck is so cool. I mean, I, okay. Growing up, my proximity to things like this. I mean, I grew up in a place where this is what people drove. They drove Ford and Chevy trucks, um, right. and, you know, and I should know a lot more about them given my proximity to them, but I really <laughs> don't. Um, I do know that the 250 is, you know, kind of a big deal. Uh, and if you've got a motor home or a bunch of horses or, some industrial equipment or a you know, yeah. backhoe or something like that. You get one of these right. to tow it around and you're right. I mean, this is an, this is an industrial piece of equipment. This isn't a right. vehicle for someone to be, the person that wants a truck to drive around, they get a 150. If you right. have actual need for a truck, you get a 250 or maybe a 350. If you have right. something, you know, if you're really heavy tanks or something like yeah. that, but um, <laughs> you know, I mean, this really is a piece of farm equipment or so, hardly anybody bought one of these that didn't have a specific use for it to so to see this one with low miles and to look at that bed and see that there isn't a single scratch i mean they never you know in the commercials they always see some big huge massive uh tractor dumping a load of gravel <laughs> into the back you know which would blow out all the windows and everything like that but you know whatever uh you know or dropping some steel girders in there or something um but this one doesn't even look like it's gone to costco i mean you haven't even had a bag of pretzels in the back of this thing look at this dashboard we always talk about Dashboards. This thing is perfect. Yeah. Where's the Doritos bag and the empty Mountain Dew can? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, there should be like you know sweat stains from four guys wearing overalls from the back totally. of this thing. Uh, I would yeah. absolutely drive this car every day and love it. Oh I mean, my god! Is... In, in Vegas, that would be the shit. That would be awesome. You know the and... thing I don't like about it though, and I gotta say it's it's really bumming me out looking at it is that this one has a center console uh, in on the seat. Right? Like I don't think you can have. Oh wait, no, I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. So you I think flip that, that flips up. up. Yes. Yeah, so does. your lady yeah, yeah, can yeah. be right there next to you and your Absolutely. dog can be right next to her. All right. This yep. is the ultimate like yeah, shoe doggy yep. vehicle. Yeah. Bring your girl down get your best girl and your best dog and go down to the drive in movie theater and you got a crew cab in the back. Let your you let your mind go from there. Or maybe hey, JP, when you were saying that this is an industrial piece of equipment and that if you <laughs> wanted to drive around you get a one fifty. Yeah. And all I could think of is like, he's right. He's absolutely right. I guarantee you. Even with only 28,000 miles on it, nobody's ever parallel parked this thing. That's <laughs> <You know>, like, <laughs> true. true. This has not been to the mall. Um, never, never. And then on the radio commercials, you know, the most interesting man in the world, the, the beer commercials. Oh, yeah. Just like you you know how the, the guy comes on and he says he does all these incredible things. And he said, the guy, the narrator says, one time he parallel parked a freight train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's um, brilliant. Man, that would be uh, anyway. Would JP, be okay, our yeah. cars got out of Topeka, Kansas. Are Topeka, Kansas? Could it possibly be in a better place too? That's <laughs> where know, one, right? you would expect to find one of these. Seriously, yeah. Um, our <laughs> barely broken in twenty-eight thousand mile nineteen ninety-seven F two hundred and fifty Super Cab is sitting at forty-three thousand uh, dollars. Again, eleven thousand dollars over the MSRP, not the base price, but the actual sticker price. Um, so I think I think this car is going to bring fifty grand, and yeah. uh, you know, and if it brought more, it wouldn't surprise me because again, if you wanted to buy a brand new one, the, the, you know, the the conversation starts at like sixty five thousand dollars for yeah, an F two fifty. I'm going way over that, man. I'm going to go fifty five. I'm going to go wow, crazy Monday. You're uh, this thing. Out of your somebody mind. wants this thing. It's going. It's going to the moon. To the moon because you can it could. drive. I mean, it could. how many how many miles is the moon? Is it like ninety three million or no? That's uh, the sun. I don't know. It's no, like yeah. however many miles it is to the moon, two hundred 
180 or something like that you could put on this vehicle. It's that new, uh, yeah. and they're that reliable. If there was a road to the moon and back, you could drive there in this car. How many miles is it from Vegas to Miami? It's like 2,800, right? I think the moon is yeah. just like a few exits further away. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Just don't stop yeah. at Zizix. Uh, for those of you who have been to L.A. from Vegas, oh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Uh, lots of scorpions. Don't lay down on the ground there. Okay, uh, moving on. That's your what's next? What do we got? Okay, JP, we talked about this car on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then I've been actually scouring the internet looking mm-hmm. for one to make an offer. And then this thing shows up on Bring a Trailer like right under our noses. Um, in the meantime, I've already bought a second car, so I can't afford mm-hmm. to get this. But uh, what we're looking at is a car I've head over heels in love with. This is a 2010 Volkswagen Jetta TDI Cup Edition. Yeah. This car has on the diesel train here. Only 37,000 miles. Yeah. Now, the problem is, and JP, I have not been able to prove myself wrong. I think that these cars only came with the six speed DSG automatic transaxle. I don't think, hmm. at least in the United States, that you could get the TDI motor, that gorgeous front end, and a manual transmission. If it did come that way, I probably would buy this car, but since it's automatic, I'm never actually going to huh. go out and try and run this thing and drive it. So, but our consigner or somebody before our consigner out of Livermore, California, put on these beautiful wheels, uh, these 19 inch new speed wheels. Um, those are Porsche Cayenne brakes, the entire thing. So the six piston calipers up front and the four piston Brembo calipers out back with the discs. This is the full Cayenne brake package, which I'm guessing is probably like a even used. It's got to be like a $3,500 to $5,000 value. Brand new would probably set you back like ten grand, which I'm sure they're not new. They had to have come yeah. from a uh, pick and pull or something. But, man, do those brakes under those black mesh BBS-looking <laughs> wheels. This car's got eyeball for days. That's sick. Yeah. So, anyway, cloth seats a la GTI uh, and a TDI motor that you probably fill it up once or twice a month. I mean, like, that thing – let me read it to you real quick, JP, and I'll let you have the floor. Uh, 140 horsepower and 240 pound-foot torque, and I'm willing to bet this thing's perilously close to 3,000 pounds, which is today's standard – for an economy car, a subcompact, that's still pretty light. So yeah. there you go, man. What do you think? I love that Thunder Bunny front end. Yes, fuel oh, economy-wise, totally. there is nothing better. Uh, those of you who know me know that back in this era, uh, I was actually hired by Volkswagen, sort of, uh, to take one of these. Not a t- Okay, so full, it wasn't a cup. It was a, a TDI. Uh, what the heck was it? It was a... Um, just the regular Volkswagen TDI of the same era mm-hmm. uh, and a Prius. Uh, so it was the the same Prius of the same year. We drove one from mm-hmm. Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon. We called it the Portland to oh, Portland cool. road trip. We, so we had the two cars. Uh, and what we time had, of year? Uh, it was an awful time of year. It was like, February, late February, early March. It took oh, us like three weeks. Brutal. Yeah. So, I mean, but that was kind of part of the appeal, right? We wanted to put these cars yeah. under, you know, and, but we had 20 press stops to go. So we, this is Portland to Portland via Miami and Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and, you know, DC. And so we just went all the way down the, the Eastern seaboard and then zigzagged across the country and then made our way finally to Portland, Oregon. Um, 
But that sounds like know, a continental flight. <laughs> oh man, yeah, right. <laughs> Damn, that's right there. So it was. Uh, it was nobody want. I will tell you, nobody wanted to ride in that Prius. Um, the the Prius oh, yeah. just shitty inside of. Uh, whereas every you know the crew was like, oh god, I hope our turn is in the you know. So yeah, no. Now the cup version of this. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's that much better. This so is so cool. I mean, it's right wheel drive, but this is like a GTI with a freight train under the hood. I mean, right. all oh that torque. You hit the you hit the big pedal on the right, and you're gone. I mean, it's just it almost feels like an there, electric car. I mean, they're just so much. There's better. there's a company that sells stage one through stage three ECUs that you can uh, you know drop in or flash these things. Yeah. And JP, I I don't know what it is for the car, but I've looked at it for our Cayenne Deagle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine. You could practically, I, I imagine you get close to 400 pound foot of torque oh, out of one of these easy. things with, yeah, the, you with start the ECU these flash things. really soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's well, all you, you know, do is flash it. <laughs> the uh, the thing, you know, Volkswagen was so proud of how clean the diesels were. One of the <laughs> things that we did, so our our little our little thing that, you know, we'd stop at a, a Volkswagen dealership in each city, right? And mm. we ha- we'd have the, the local news guys would show up. And our, our little bit was, we, d- we had two bits that we'd do for the news guys. We would pick three people from, uh, you know, that would show up for the news bit. And we'd have them, we'd give them a turn in the Prius. And I think I've talked about this before, uh, but we, we would give someone a prize. Uh, whoever could get the Prius to move the fast, like not... Oh, <laughs> how long does it take you to get a Prius to go? Right. So if you've never yeah, been yeah. in a Prius, get in one and get it to move 10 feet. That's much yeah. harder than you think if you've never <laughs> driven one. Right. They're not yeah. intuitive. They're just so stupid. And then our thing with the, with the actual TDI is we would get a coffee filter and we would yeah. zip tie it to the, to the, um, to the exhaust pipe for five minutes no and then we way. would take the filter off and then run coffee and everybody we the yeah. whole crew and everybody would drink coffee it's so clean we could use a coffee filter and drink from it oh i wish oh there was footage God. of that somewhere there probably oh is on a hard God. drive somewhere but that was i mean i'd love to you know, see the crew's children and their webbed yeah, feet you know yeah, <laughs> good times, good times. Oh uh, i will say though uh with that whole bs uh the the diesel gate thing uh yeah even even considering the the algorithm thing that volkswagen (laughs) did that they cheated the system um (laughs) still literally look this up it's like 30 times less than a legal ford f-150 Oh, right, 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 right. So, right, right, I mean, yeah. what are we talking yeah. about here? And how many yeah. more Ford F-150s are there? Uh-huh, uh, yeah. Lots of them. And compared right. to that co- that diesel that we just had, the, the Power Stroke 90, that thing is putting out more emissions than the dirtiest of dirtiest TDIs could, even if you tuned it in a way to make it as dirty as possible. So, yeah. I mean, these are these are pretty damn clean cars, people. That was all. Oh, okay, so listen to this now. Uh, right. Jeff Harley, friend of the a Bitners. A lot of time on uh-huh. this little... Uh, yeah. yeah, Jeff Harley bought a... Um, uh, has an S2000, O2 S2000, he still has it. So I leased one because I loved his car in 06, <laughs> and I took it from the from the dealership. I drove it for two or three days, and then I needed to stop for gas. <laughs> I stopped for gas, and I pull up at the pump, and I could not figure out how to open the gas cap on an S2000. And uh, I literally calling him from the gas station, and he didn't pick up. And some dude on the other side walked over, and he goes, and he goes, are you looking for the gas cap? And I was like, yeah, how'd you know? And he goes, it's really tricky. And he showed me how to do it. Uh, and then Harley called me back and he goes, what's it worth to you? And I was like, I actually figured it out. But it was really funny. But it's that same thing like with the yeah. uh, Prius. With the if, Prius you, yeah. if, you, 
if somebody hasn't shown you, it's not readily apparent. It was yeah. really funny. I was stumped for five minutes. I was like, how the hell do you open this thing? Yeah. It's really funny. I will so, say last thing on the on the diesel. We the, yeah. to one of the things that we did too, another video that we did is we drove uh the TDI Jetta, the base mm-hmm. one, from Seattle to San Francisco on a single tank of fuel. And it still had wow. like, you know, a tenth of a tank left by the time we got there. So these That's unbelievably man. good economy. Yeah. I mean, you know, our kind Ky- to a tank. Archive Diesel will leave Vegas and arrive across the Bay Bridge to come into San Francisco with more than a quarter of a tank of gas left. Yeah. So in other words, it takes about 74% of a tank to get to San Francisco. So in, in Cayenne speak, you can drive around San Francisco for three more days on that quarter tank of gas yeah. before we need to fill up. It's you amazing. Got, you got and, this whole diesel and there, thing and versus I don't electric sell cars, huh? Yeah. And I mean, everybody's got this yeah. thing, the electric. It's like, yeah, okay. You don't have to ever put gas in the electric car, but what, how many tractor trucks and, and bulldozers uh, are digging up all the metals that they need to make batteries in China right. where they have right. no emissions requirements. They're just dumping raw, you know, gasoline yeah. and diesel into industrial equipment and just spewing so that they can yeah. get materials to make clean cars over here yeah it all, I and mean, then when if, we're if done we with those clean cars with the diesel here we'd be better off yeah when we're done with those cars where are we going to bury the batteries like yeah. you know like that's just like yeah, cars wow. with a half-life not a good idea okay uh we hung on with the uh, diesel yeah. thing there a little long today i guess we're on a diesel theme where oh. do you think 12 5 with an hour and a half to go where's this thing gonna land cool I am, jp i i'm gonna i'm gonna up my bid two grand two nineteen thousand dollars i don't think it'll bring 20 but and I'd 25. I, I love it. I just don't think anybody else likes it as much as I do. Um, so tell me what your bid, what do you think? Gosh, that's tough. I mean, low miles and how many, how many bids? I mean, it's in California, so it's in the right place for yeah. it. Um, Livermore, California is here in the Bay area. It's on 37,000 miles and it's already 11 years old. Yeah. You know, with look, fuel is cheap right now. And so, and everyone's on the electric kick and it's like, it's, it's a really weird person. There are diesel enthusiasts out there. And like, you look at the market, the TDIs are getting all the TDIs that went back on the market after they had the update, uh, from Volkswagen all got gobbled up cause they gave them great warranties and stuff like that. Like 10 year warranties. Oh and my stuff. God. Yeah. So totally. they, they all took off and you know, they're all like, you know, 10, 15 grand or whatever. Um, but you know, something like this is so rare and it's a sport version of it. How cool is that? I'm with you. It'd be way better if it were manual um a a a 2014 or whatever 15 uh six speed golf two-door tdi is worth fifteen thousand bucks all day long so this thing has to be worth a lot more given that one of one of 15 yeah one of 1500 cup editions yeah it is just the mark six though which wasn't the most attractive looking jetta but with that nose it Um, makes up for it yeah um yeah i'm gonna go what'd you say did you say 19 19 19 man do i go under over i think it's gonna be right in there uh I, yeah i'll go 18 just to be conservative okay. i mean i i'm probably wrong i hope it goes yeah. for more this is a cool J- car J- jp i know we're trying to get to the next car but yeah. uh tell me real quick the thunder buddy that front end was originally on a golf that was like a race car right or a special edition in europe and then they brought it to the united states on oh the that, I, that yeah right? that's that sounds right yeah it was probably yeah. a race car but it was on a base uh, Volkswagen uh, special it was yeah the, special edition the, in they Europe they called it the Thunder Bunny Thunder Bunny and they yeah. did bring it here um, oh they did owned, oh, yeah they I owned right. one yeah Thunder oh, Bunnies are okay. absolutely here it was oh, when man. they rebranded so they had the, the Mark what was it the Mark 5s or whatever uh, were yeah. golfs and then when they brought out the Mark 
six, I want to say. Um, somebody's going to correct me on that. I'm getting so confused, but yeah. Uh, or maybe it was the other way. Anyways, that when they brought that car out, when they refurbished it, they wanted to really, and they rebranded it as the, as the rabbit instead of the golf. They came out with a special <laughs> version, the thunder bunny, and you could get the thunder bunny kit on a, a GTI stick. as well. And yeah, yeah the regular, okay. the regular rabbit was a, was and a so, stick as well. In fact, I think and all the reg- of them were. And the regular rabbit thunder money was not a diesel. Only the Jetta with that front end is a diesel, right? That is correct. Yeah. The, so the okay. thunder right. bunny was the regular five cylinder, you know, 2.5 liter or whatever. Got it. And then the, uh, the GTI was whatever was in the GTI. And then of course, uh, a couple of years okay, later, that's, that's become my, that's I'm going to hunt now for a, a thunder bunny GTI with a manual. That would be, that's, that's that'd be a car. Stuff, I would yeah. rock. Yeah. I want yeah. that. No, so yeah. keep your eyes out. Uh, you know, the uh, nerd herd out there. So nerd herd, nerd yeah. herd. We're, uh, yeah. Yep. We're, uh, what is it? Uh, Tell us when you see one. We want one. Yeah, crowdsourcing. We're uh, herd sourcing here. Okay. Yeah, herd sourcing. Okay, yeah. JP. This is this next car is right up your uh, alley. Oh, this is a man. no reserve auction. Woo. Bring a trailer. Is Look offering a that. modified 2008 Cayenne S that Dang. has the 4.8 liter V8. It's a six speed automatic, so it's not quite Polnick approved, uh, <laughs> but it definitely makes him proud to see people doing this to the Cayennes. This one, by all accounts, JP, looks really nicely done. There's not a light bar. There's not push bars. Uh, those look like factory skid plates for an E1. But uh, what's interesting is that he went 33-inch tires on 20-inch wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of these off-road cars are big, knobby tires on just 18-inch wheels. So you'll have to explain to me what the benefit, if it's just a cosmetic flare or if there's a benefit to these wheels and tires. But just completely blacked out. I love the flat black paint on these wheels. 119,000 miles on this E1 V8 out of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Small lift, but big wheels and tires. And just a really great overland look that is becoming totally in vogue uh, for especially these early E1 Cayennes. So, John, take it away. Tell me about this car and tell me about the benefits of those big wheels for an off-road application. Those are not just big wheels and big tires. This this thing has a complete lift kit. I and I haven't really yes. dug into it, but you are not fitting a wheel and tire package that big without getting this thing off the ground. And just that two and is a half complex. Inches. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a couple yeah. inches is a lot though. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it requires a lot of work to get in there and change it up. Uh, but big, huge benefits because I mean, you know, you're just look. This thing has so much power uh, that if you get in any kind of muck, you're just going to spin the wheels and and get stuck. Um, so if you look at it, like a lot of times American off-road vehicles, you look at American trucks and they've got like these big, huge knobby tires. And then you look at the old school Land Rovers and they've got the narrow little tires. You got to, right. you got to, can you got to consider what you're going to be digging through? Are you digging through sand? Are you digging through, um, mud you know if you need to get down to where you can you know where you can get some grip and so narrower tires can get down and find that grip where big wide tires can just make you slide all over the place um but this thing you know when you have lots of power those wheels are going to spin and they're going to get down to somewhere and you're either going to go in circles or you're going to go down and find traction um this thing so true yeah this thing was really done well um i'm trying to go back to the pictures of the wide this this thing looks like a climber like what those yeah. jeep guys do when they go over little rocks and boulders on like a, a trail yeah. whereas like you said in the uk where the the grass and the mud is wet mm-hmm. year round you need those narrow tires to find traction and pull yourself out of getting stuck and yeah. so yeah definitely this has a uh, specific application based on that description that's a, that's yeah. a great take 
Yeah, I, I, uh, boy, I just love that I'm just all black like this. It's funny because I just sold one so for looking. someone uh, that was all black like this, and now I'm just like so disappointed I didn't do this to it. Um, oh, yeah, man. so the biggest tire you can put a Cayenne without raising is 265, 65, 18, or 265, I guess it would be 55, 19. It depends mm-hmm. on, you know, what, yeah. uh, what size your yeah. wheel is. But 265 is about as wide as you can get. I think you can throw some spacers on there and maybe get a little wider, but man, right. this thing looks good. It looks fantastic. I love it. I mean, I yeah. really love it. And I think with those bigger wheels and tires, despite the lift, that mm-hmm. this thing would still hum on down the road. You oh, know? yeah. Like, it's this still going to yeah, handle you know. great. It's still a freaking Porsche. Yeah. Um, and so then JP, it's, it's got that 20,000. JP, JP, it's got that swing out carrier uh, yeah. that looks like it's built into the door. It doesn't look like it's like attached to a trailer hitch, or is it? Um, I don't know how. That is definitely an aftermarket. Uh, piece of kit then i yeah. don't know how they put that okay. on there i, mean, I that think it's on a trailer that, hitch yeah oh is it from yeah it does look like there's a bracket that goes down below yeah. that's going anyway that's it's just really cool i love that look with the gas tanks uh yeah. fitted in behind the tire and then like yeah. you can swing it out and lift your gate i don't know i just it's really dope you have to <laughs> turn off your parking sensors but it's really don't cool rear end this vehicle when those jerry cans are full of fuel that would <laughs> right yeah totally <laughs> so jp our uh, car right. is at our car is at $20,000. Again, 120,000 miles on an mm-hmm. E1 Cayenne S out of Jacksonville, Florida. But with probably, I'm guessing, $10,000 in upgrades, right? I mean, is that, could you get that stuff for less than that? Um, yeah, I mean, it probably costs you about four grand to do the lift kit. And those wheel, that wheels and tires setup is probably another two or three. I mean, look, if this is just a regular 2008 Cayenne S with that many miles on it, it's worth 12 grand. Uh, give it yeah. like a thousand bucks, period. That's just right. what it's worth. Uh, right. So the fact that it's sitting at 20 already is, um, you know, pretty amazing. Uh, it, but it hasn't had a bid in a while. I mean, I think it's been sitting on that at that number for yeah. a couple of days. 12 bits. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, is it going to find a late surge at the end? I sure hope so, because I have a Cayenne uh, similar to this one coming up on uh, Bring a Trailer Soon. Mine is a manual. This one is not. It's funny looking at the comments. Someone's like, if I ever found a Trans-Siberian manual, it'd be a keeper. Well, yeah, duh, because they didn't make them. That would be a magic car. Um, so <laughs> the only manuals yeah. that they made were, uh, yeah. So anyways. So true. Um, I I think someone's going to step up maybe a little bit more, but where, where do you think it's going to land? I wrote 25, um, but I, I, I actually think my instinct is closer, uh, like a little softer on that. So I'm going to yeah. go 24,000 JP and uh, put it to you. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go under. I'm going to say 23. I think it finds like maybe a bid or wow. two more because it's been so right. long since the other bid is coming. I mean, I sure hope this thing gets up to 30. There was a 2000, JP, I want to say eight turbo S a few, yeah. like, I don't know, like a month ago. And it right. had 173,000 miles on it. Right. And it, ju- it had big tires and a livery and, and a cool rack and stickers, but it didn't have a lift. Liver. Uh, and it was, yeah. I mean, this is so much better. I mean, oh my gosh, way more right. reliable. I don't want a turbo when I'm off-roading. Um, so, and that one went for 37. Car, so. Yeah. And I think, I think when you put the livery, the car comes like a second car. I mean, to, to daily yeah. a livery car is a bit strong. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I love it. And I'll do mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. one of these days. I might even do it to our diesel, but yeah. this thing in black, oh, it's like really it's so cool. Good. I guess yeah, this, I, you know, I think this the, is all, the, the, the eyeball the murder is look is a livery. Oh in my God. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's really sick. So, all right. So you're 23. Right. Okay. JP. 
uh that's a show man that's it for the day all right well there you go guys look for my cayenne coming up we'll uh we'll talk about that later in the week um that's been a monday edition we made it through it's been a hell of a morning everyone thanks for hanging out with us uh (laughs) we do this monday through friday usually it's much more smooth than this uh nerd out with us every day of the week monday through friday on the most interesting cars of the day on cars and bids and bring a trailer and whatever other auction sites tend to pop up here uh we're gonna try to get some guests uh some third some third nerds to join us uh this week mix things up just we'll a little some. bit yeah. and uh, uh we really appreciate you guys hanging out make sure you like and subscribe and share and all that kind of fun stuff let people know that we do yeah. the show and we will see you tomorrow morning around the 10 o'clock hour bid often was it bid early bid often yeah nerds, yeah, yeah. Like that? all yeah, right there get you go. in on the action yeah and there it is all right happy bidding everyone see you tomorrow thanks jp <laughs>